Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Snap Out of It Radio Network. Hear all our great shows across the world. Join our community at snapoutofitradionetwork.com. So wake up, stand up, and snap out of it. Empowered Love with author, self-mastery coach, and relationship expert, Melanie Tanya Evans. Take back your power, heal your soul, and set yourself free. Free through Empowered Love. And now your host of Empowered Love, Melanie Tanya Evans. Hi everyone, I'm Mel, and welcome to another Empowered Love radio show. So thank you everybody for your participation in last week's uh, Kayla's story, another Thriver story. And Kayla's done such a beautiful job on the blog and it's so lovely that so many people are getting inspired by the Thriver stories and most definitely so many more people now really are getting on NARP and getting the breakthroughs, which is just fantastic because it's just so much easier when we go within. And I'm going to be talking a little bit about that today and this show is going to be a codependency show which is really quite cool because whilst talking about what this article was going to be written about this week, a great idea was raised which was how about checking in with the community as to how they are going with working on codependency and I knew that felt really right because we did a lot of that in the 30-day challenge, having a look at codependency. And every time I've done a radio show or a blog on codependency, people's ears have really, really pricked up. And people get very involved in it. So this radio show is codependency checkup time. And it's also going to be a blog which is going to come out tomorrow. And there's going to be a lot of information that you can follow in that blog as well as the muscle test and going back through the codependency checklist, which I'm going to talk about today. And uh, I think it's really important for us to have a look at codependency and be really, really honest and really own it so that we can really have a deep look at our life and the way our life is working out and uh, how it's playing through from our inner identity self. Because traditionally the meaning of codependency was modelled as anyone who lived with an alcoholic or another substance abuse person as a child. Now, my meaning of codependency goes so much further than that. I believe that original definition is very, very limited. So this is my definition. It's seeking emotional aspects of self from outside of self, therefore suffering feelings of painful neediness and emptiness and tending towards addictive or self-avoidant behavior to try to reduce the pain rather than heal the pain authentically from within. So in short, what this means is by living by the belief, which can be deeply unconscious, I hope you can take my pain away for me. Now I truly believe that all relationships which are toxic, enmeshed, dependent or non-authentic, ones that lack true emotional intimacy and sincerity, they're all codependent. So codependency means not being a healthy and authentic source of self-love and self-acceptance to self. 
Now, if we're not healthy on the inside, we can't attract and be with healthy people and we cannot be healthy to other people as well. It all starts with self. Now, codependency is the very foundation of narcissistic relationships and I'm going to explain to you why. Because the truth is, narcissists and codependents are both highly codependent. So let's start with looking at the narcissist codependency. The narcissist is terminally codependent. He or she is not a source to him or herself. The narcissist requires narcissistic supply, which is energy from the outside, like a drug addict requires heroin simply to emotionally exist. The narcissist feels dead without narcissistic supply and is terrified of being engulfed by the self-annihilating, self-loathing in a self without people feeding his or her ego in order to avoid those inner demons. So narcissistic supply is the buffer to avoid how the narcissist really feels about him or herself. Now the codependent, which is the non-narcissist in the relationship, is also extremely codependent. He or she believes approval, lovability and self-worth is reliant on outside validation. The codependent is often terrified of coping in life as a single person. And often to avoid these feelings, the codependent makes sure he or she is very busy and focused on people and activities rather than the inner pain unless depression has struck and there is no energy left to do so. Or, of course, the codependent has decided to go to those inner wounds and actually heal them. Now, the difference between the way the narcissist and the codependent expresses codependency is very distinguishable. The narcissist has sold his or her soul. Now, what that means is that a line was crossed years ago, very unconsciously and sadly for the narcissist. And what happened was, is the narcissist decided that his or her true self was too painful to live through, was too, uh, too annihilated, there was too much pain living as a normal person with a true self. So what the narcissist decided to do, usually unconsciously, was submerge the true self, disown his or her inner being, and create a false self, which is an egoic defensive construction in its place. Now, what happened is that the narcissist stopped emotionally developing at that point. So emotional intelligence is actually stunted and retarded at the age that the narcissist submerged the true self. Nothing more is developed there. And then what has happened is the narcissist because the true self has been disowned, has disconnected from having a conscience. So conscience, empathy, connection, reverence is detached from. It's gone. It doesn't exist anymore. So the narcissist is an egoic, separated force and source to him or herself, not connected to life force, source, others, God, the universe, whatever creation, whatever you want to call it, I call it source, has disconnected from all of that. Now what that brings at an inner level 
is incredible inner pain. The more disconnected we are from the source of who we really are, the more it hurts. So the narcissist is hurting incredibly. So then what happens is the narcissist uses pathological means that damage others without caring in order to secure agendas. The narcissist firmly believes that lies, one-upmanship, and whatever it takes is how to get what he or she needs or wants from the world, regardless of the effects of others, and actually knows no other way. Now the codependent, although feeling the identical pain of emptiness and the neediness of codependency and not being a full solid source to self, does have high integrity. Codependents are actually very famous for wanting to do the right thing, for having high integrity, for being very honest. And they do possess a conscience and they do possess empathy. And in fact, codependents are often much more concerned about other people's well-being than their own. And that's genuine. But it's just he or she has a very poor ability to love, partner and honour him or herself and is therefore highly susceptible to being abused. And that's a big part about the codependency with a codependent is that you may have heard of the analogy that if a plane's going down, you're instructed to put your mask on yourself first before you start handing out the mask to other people. Now that is a wonderful analogy for life because unless you're healthy and unless you're well, you can't serve anything or anyone else in healthy, well ways. Now what the codependent tends to do is forget all of that and just worry about everybody else because the subconscious driver for the codependent is if I love you and care for you and look after you, well then you're going to love me back. That's what's driving the codependent. Whereas the narcissist unconsciously is saying if I can keep the upper hand one step ahead, I can control you and I can force you to my will, then you will love me. So they're completely different ways of looking at it. So. Relationships between narcissists and codependents are extremely likely. They are in fact an energetic match and are naturally attracted like two parts of a magnet. These relationships are created from dependencies, neediness and energy enmeshments. They are not two whole healthy people coming together to share respectful love. So the motto of the narcissist is I want to own you. I want to own your heart. And the motto of the codependent is, well, if I mesh with you, you will love me and you will take care of me. Whereas what we all should be saying to everybody else is, I want to set your heart free. That's what love really is. Love is freedom, it's not ownership. So now the unconscious motto between the narcissist and the codependent is, you will give me what I need to help me feel that I can love and accept myself. So it's a giving to get on both sides of the fence. The truth is every human being, whether they want to believe it or not, craves loving and accepting themselves. That's actually what we've all been after because that's the only authentic way to be and feel and know love and acceptance. If you don't love and accept yourself, it doesn't matter how much else somebody tries to tell you or convince you that you're lovable and acceptable, you'll never believe it. So we can understand that we've always wanted to be full on the inside between us and ourselves. First and foremost, 
because every relationship we have in life is a direct reflection of the relationship that we have with ourselves. Now, the difference between the healing of codependency for the narcissist and the codependent is this. The narcissist is incredibly unconscious. For anyone who has undergone the narcissistic dance of trying to make a narcissist accountable for, for atrocious behavior, you know the angry, deflecting, projecting, vile, malicious, vengeful five-year-old that you meet at those times. And you will know from the numerous posts and articles on this blog, as well as other information that you can read about narcissism, that every narcissistic individual does the same trademark dance. This is the product of never having evolved beyond a certain emotional age and the pathological guarding of an insecure false self, which creates all of those defense mechanisms that seem very elaborate, but they're actually incredibly primitive. That's why they're childish. And I promise you, it is not personal. This is, in fact, the only way the narcissist can operate because his or her brain wiring is set on this pattern and has been for a long time, since a child, in fact. The narcissist is guarding self-annihilating wounds and has painful and powerful subconscious belief systems perched around these wounds, such as, if I am not seen as perfect, I'll be vulnerable and I'll risk being annihilated. Or, if I'm wrong, I'll be punished, rejected or abandoned. Or if people find out the truth about me, that I'm defective, unlovable and unacceptable, I will be discarded. So the narcissist can't be wrong. That's why they have that hairline trigger. So whatever, whenever painful belief systems exist and these beliefs are triggered, there's a horrendous rush of painful energy. And that's the defunct belief system. And these painful beliefs, they are hairline triggers for narcissists. Narcissists take umbrage to slight that non-narcissistic people would not even raise an eyebrow at. It's because their wounds are so disowned, they've never been attended to, and they've fested and gained momentum because they've never been attended to. So what happens with anybody's wounds is the more disowned they are, the more power they have and they gain momentum to try and gain a person's attention so that they will heal them because we're actually meant to heal our false belief systems. That's why they uh, spark up and show themselves through painful emotions. So for a narcissist, as a narcissist ages, those wounds get worse. They don't get better. So the older a narcissist gets, the more grumpy they get, the more they take umbrage, the more they don't tolerate slights. They get worse and worse. And for anybody who knows personally how older narcissists end up, and I hear this story all the time, every week through the community as well as the stories I know of people's lives personally, where Older narcissists end up in a terrible place, definitely not a good place. So now what happens for the narcissist when they're triggered and they've got this disowned pain and, and they're in this, this rush of painful chemicals, the only thoughts and feelings 
that are available to the narcissist must come within the range of chemicals that the brain is producing from these painful emotional belief systems. So think about that. That's very, very important. And you would know that when you're triggered and when you're in a state, you're not thinking clearly. You're not evolved in your perceptions. You don't have a bigger picture outlook. You're very, very stuck in egoic defense mechanisms. Now, this is what happens for the narcissist. And this is exactly why people don't evolve and they stay stuck in the same painful beliefs, the same reactive states and the same patterns in life over and over again. And we can all do that if we don't start getting conscious and we don't start working with inner wounds. Because this is the same for everyone. Narcissists and non-narcissists narcissists alike unless these internal wounds are attended to. And a conscious, conscious effort is made to meet these wounds. Because what needs to happen is the emotional charge of the wounds needs to be released. And when that happens, it opens up space. And when that space is opened up, then there is an ability to be able to experience more evolved thoughts and feelings about certain topics. If the emotional hold is not released, then that just doesn't happen. Now, Joe Dispenza, in some of his videos, they've actually done footage in real time of a brain and brain neurons and what happens when an emotional belief system is released, when the charge is released. And what happens is the brain wiring actually lets go of an old pattern and immediately forms a new pattern. So it's created an instant healing in the brain. Now I believe this fully because I experience it constantly with quantum freedom healing. And that's why you hear about the results in the community that you do people changing so quickly because that is exactly what is happening. So that is a profound way to access more evolved and different and better information is to actually release the emotional charge. So I personally have discovered that within the last six months I've been on a really, really intense healing process in the last six months. It's been amazing and magnificent in so many ways. Within this last six months of fully going to deep painful wounds, with full intent to release them, the space and the insights and awarenesses that my brain can now perceive, feel and know are completely blowing me away. My reality six months ago bears no resemblance to my reality today. And it's forever expanding into more freedom, knowledge and understanding of myself and life and how life really works. So these levels of understanding simply were not available six months ago to me when certain emotional charges still existed and held that space closed down where I couldn't get to that awareness. When I was stuck in chemicals of limited understanding on certain topics, I just couldn't get the information. And of course the journey still continues because that's my evolution. I'm still releasing painful charges and beliefs that don't serve me. And I'm never going to stop doing that. Now the individuals that are suffering with narcissistic personality disorder, the big problem here is they refuse to take responsibility and commit to self-transformation. Because narcissists are firmly guarding that false self that needs to be perfect and they're saying there is nothing wrong with me. 
there's something wrong with you. And the narcissist chronically blames his or her emotional pain on anything other than him or herself, which is why there's so much deflection and projection going on. The narcissist will not be real, emotionally authentic or vulnerable because this to the narcissist means emotional annihilation and losing the upper hand. So the narcissist feels, if I'm vulnerable and real to you, you're going to control me, you're going to enmesh and annihilate and take me out. I can't keep separate, I can't keep safe. The narcissist needs to separate him or herself from life and other people in order to feel safe. And of course, it's a self-defeating prophecy, as we know. Now, without realness and vulnerability, there is no desire for the narcissist to own, embrace, feel, or release his or her wounds. And then, without the emotional release, the brain chemical production is stuck on defense mechanisms, umbrage, and projection. So the narcissist can only access thoughts and feelings about zero ownership and accountability. So for this reason, the narcissist simply cannot fathom or feel anything other than the childish and malicious tactics and projections. He or she does not have access to anything more involved. So, and then even after the narcissistic rage and umbrage has taken place, might be even days or weeks or months or forever, lifetimes afterwards, the narcissist can't settle down to see a more mature outlook. So in relation to codependency, we can understand that the narcissist is not a healthy source to self. He or she is vehemently monitoring how others perceive him or her and the false self is angrily defending any version that does not reflect back to the narcissist how perfect he or she needs to feel in order to avoid emotional self-annihilation. Due to the narcissist's inability to take responsibility and be accountable, because the brain of the narcissist simply cannot comprehend accountability or drop the false self for long enough to heal, the narcissist is terminally codependent, unable to heal and unable to become a source of self-love, self-acceptance or a healthy co-creator of relationships based on reverence, respect, love, emotional authenticity and sharing. Now, in contrast, the codependent can heal. And many codependents do and have. The recognition comes that life is too painful when lived from the outside in. Love relationships risk becoming enmeshed, abusive and are horrifically difficult to exit from when codependent. And there is the recognition that no matter what may be secured from the outside temporarily, life and emotional well-being always comes up empty when we can't be genuinely happy and full within our own skin, regardless of whether or not we're coupled or single. Now, the codependent, unlike the narcissist, is not prepared to lie, mine and maim and use people pathologically to get his or her way and to avoid inner demons. And because he or she has not sold his or her soul, there is a true self left. It may be horrifically damaged, but it does exist. It hasn't been completely disowned and discarded like the narcissist has. So what this means is there is the inner resources to stop self-avoiding through addiction, 
worrying about everything and everyone else, obsessive compulsive tendencies and continuing to create bad relationships. There is the ability to stop all of this, face self and the pain head on and heal the inner wounds which created the original feelings of deficient self-worth, self-value, self-love and emptiness. Now many of you in the community have been working really hard at this and really reaping the rewards. I work hard at this, absolutely, every single day of my life because this has been an incredible lifelong journey for me also. For those of us who've been narcissistically abused, we know the importance of recovering from codependency because this is the biggest issue about our personalities that allows us to be wooed, hooked and addicted to narcissists. The hugest belief that a codependent is susceptible to is this. You are my source of everything and I can't survive without you. Sound familiar? I know it does if you've been narcissistically abused. That's exactly how you feel. And what is even more eerie is this. Narcissists are master codependents and are experts at dismantling what sources, what independencies you do have for yourself and making you believe you need him or her to exist and that he or she has to be the very center of your universe. You will be manipulated and punished and threatened with whatever your deepest fears are when necessary to ensure that you adopt these beliefs. Narcissists know how to make you dependent and they start working on you from very early in the game. And this ensures secure narcissistic supply. So I say no to codependency passionately and I hope you understand how important it is to heal past it too. In fact, to ensure that you will never attract or allow narcissistic abuse again, transformation away from codependency is vital. Then finally, we can love ourselves enough to take responsibility for our own inner healing and recovery. So I'd really like to refresh you with the list of codependencies that are a part of the 30-day challenge in the Empowered Life and Love newsletter. I know that many of the people here in the New Life community worked at this and it'd be great if you looked back at your score that you got then. I know so many of you were gloriously honest when you posted your scores and that's so vital if we want to heal is to be real and authentic and you were amazing at that. And it could be great if you checked in on your progress now and in fact, on the blog, which comes out tomorrow, I'd love you to post about it. You know, if you can really look at your scores and you can say, okay, I was there and now I'm here. Or I haven't shifted enough yet. Or whatever recognition you have. So let's have a look at this list of codependent, the codependent checklist. Do you spend a lot of time worrying about what other people think about you? Do you try to impress other people and make them happy so that you can be happy? Do you analyze other people's lives? Do you get distressed by bad things that happen which are out of your control? Do you say and do what you think other people want you to say and do? 
Do you try to control other people's behaviour so that you can feel okay? When an interaction with someone goes wrong, do you spend time analysing their actions, what they said and what they might be feeling and thinking? Do you find it difficult to speak up and confront an issue when you feel uncomfortable? Do you blame other people for the way you feel? Do other people's moods bring your own mood down? Do you immediately think of someone else who needs this information more than you? I always love that one. I think it's hilarious. That is such a codependent trademark. Do you seek and listen to other people's opinions rather than seeking and listening to your own? Do you obsess over saying the wrong thing or hurting someone else's feelings? Do you hang on to people in situations even when it hurts, hoping they will change into something better? Do you often feel selfish, guilty or what a waste of time when you do something nice for yourself? Do you often say yes when you really want to say no? Do you struggle to listen to your own feelings and go along with other people's feelings? Do you give a lot of yourself to other people even if they don't ask and then get upset when they don't do the same in return? And that's the martyr part of codependency. Do you try to fix or change other people to be who you want them to be? Do you try and help or fix others who don't take responsibility for themselves? Do you tend to put everyone else's needs before your own? Do you avoid taking charge of your own life and or creating your own happiness in the hope that someone will provide it for you? So that's that set of questions that you can go through again on the blog tomorrow and have a look at and answer them really honestly. Even if there is one person in your life that triggers you handing your power over, then your answer is a yes, even if it happens with one person. Okay, so for those of you who know how to muscle test, the following muscle tests regarding codependency are powerful. And they will let you know if you are connected to your own authentic power or not. So a lot of you that are doing quantum freedom healing are really into muscle testing yourself, which is a kinesiology practice. And what it lets you know is what belief systems you have a yes or a no to. Because if they're a defunct belief system and you find that out through a muscle test, you know that you can target the pain of it and release the pain of it and shift the belief system into a belief system that does serve you. And if you do it accurately enough, you can instantly change that defunct belief system. So let's have a look at these belief systems and see if you, uh, if you come up with these beliefs. So the first one is, if a love relationship ends, I won't survive. Now it's so interesting in our ancestral DNA how many women have that belief and it's crippling it's, and it's not helpful. Men can have it as well. If I am single, I won't survive. So you need to ask your body, stay out of your head and don't look at your life and think, well, I've got a job and I can earn money and I can put food on the table and I can get a roof over my head. It's not about that. Belief systems are not logical. They're emotional. And when you start really understanding that and processing them, you get way past your logical cognitive mind. You don't even use that anymore. 
because it is so limited in dealing with healing and shaping and creating your life from the inside out. In fact, it usually makes a total mess of it. You need to go to your feelings and open up to an infinite mind, which is a feeling, knowing mind rather than a mind that judges, does black and white perceptions, categorizes, because it's so off the mark. It really is. It misses so much. Okay, I can only be happy if someone else grants me happiness. I can only be happy if somebody else makes, if something else makes me happy. Then check this out. I'm enough and whole in my own energy. Because ideally you want that to be a yes. I unconditionally love, accept and approve of myself. You need to get that one to a yes. I do not have to earn love. I am lovable and acceptable simply because I exist. You need to get that one to a yes as well. Because the problem is we're all brought up with conditional love. And that's not love. And then what happens is we become that critical parent to ourselves and then we separate from loving ourselves. I will only be lovable when I earn this much money. I'll only be lovable when I have lost this much weight. I will only be lovable when I have the right partner. I'll only be lovable when I have the right house. I'll only be lovable when I drive the right car. You can see how it is a bottomless pit because it's only right here, right now and that's unconditional. Someone else has to take my pain away from me. Somebody needs to rescue me from myself. These are all very foundational, powerful belief systems that I really urge you to look at. Now, what is incredibly interesting is that narcissists and codependents alike have these same painful and empty beliefs. Everyone who has codependent tendencies, who's not a full self-loving, self-accepting soul to themselves, has these painful beliefs. And we can really understand something like, in Louise Hayes' own words, is everybody has been a victim of victims. That's what's happened here. But it's now time to stop being a victim to these defunct inner beliefs that keep creating havoc, pain and emptiness in our life and take our power back. And that's what healing from codependency is all about. So therefore, if you came up short on any of these beliefs, I highly recommend working on healing and shifting them. The disease of codependency is painful and it truly has no upside to it. It means that you're precariously reliant on people and things outside of you performing a certain way in order for you to feel worthy, loved and whole. Now, as per law of attraction, when you're coming from an inner place of lack of self-love and insecurity and emptiness, you can only create people and situations in your environment that are going to provide you more of that. So it just doesn't work. And the truth is it never durably works. You will always end up empty unless you sort it out from the inside out. And it's so self-defeating, especially as you are, in fact, your own vibrational creator as per your belief systems about yourself and life to the letter. And we do have the authentic power to create a wonderful life from the inside out as a result of going through and changing painful inner belief systems. If we want to change our life, change your belief systems. It's that simple.
it's very important to understand that until you reduce the emotional hold of a belief system by going to it, owning it, which means admitting it, admitting that you hurt, admitting that you're vulnerable, admitting that you're insecure, admitting that you have emotional pain. You have to do that. If you don't do that, you're never going to go to it. So you have to own it. You have to embrace it. And then you have to release it. And when you do, you then have the space to feel and think in more settled, empowered and healthy ways on this previously painful topic. So many people want to feel well enough to face the emotion. just doesn't work that way. You have to face the emotion whilst feeling terrible and then release it in order to start getting space, more evolved perceptions and some solid release. A great deal in regard to how to go to your emotions to reprogram your subconscious belief systems was discussed in the 30-day challenge exercises. And the fastest, most powerful and direct methods of going to and releasing emotional charges and beliefs is the quantum freedom healing method which is in the NARP program and it's in the Quantum Freedom Empowered Self course as well. So I hope you've enjoyed this refresher on how important it is to overcome codependency and I hope I've inspired you even more to focus on releasing your limitations so that you can become a wonderful and full source to yourself and then you do get to share love and joy abundantly with this wondrous life and other emotionally healthy individuals. It is so worth the effort to meet your pain and free yourself. I can't stress that enough. So please share on the blog tomorrow how you've been going with releasing codependency and working on yourself. And I'd also be really interested to know your results of the quiz again if you'd like to compare where you were and where you are now. And also too for you to respond to the muscle testing so that you can um, report in how that went for you, what you found out and what you really know you want to release now to free yourself. So that's it for me, everyone. I hope you've enjoyed and have a wonderful day or evening. Lots of love and I'll see you next week. Bye-bye.